0: Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people. And for Haley, it's the Durawell people.
1: Alright, let's do this. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode 13 of Drag Me Out. I'm Cass. I'm Haley. And you're just going to listen to us talk shit for 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. How's your week? Really fucking
0: productive. You know, you just have like a really good productive week where you just nail your lists. I have a list, I have lists. I'm I'm that type of person. I have lists. So I was just checking it off. I was like, yeah, look at me go. Just, you know, first week back, like physically at work, like the first. So it was it was rough. Especially because I had to be home, I had to be in bed at like seven thirty to get enough sleep to be up at five. So I was like putting the kids to bed early without them realizing. They're like, "Oh, it's too early." I'm like, "No, no, no. It's it's not. This is normal bedtime. It's just daylight savings. Don't worry about it." So that was a bit challenging. Still got enough sleep, but just really productive week. That's all I had to say about it. How was yours?
1: Fair enough. Mine was office week, a couple of days this week. Got alerted to the fact that we were having the meeting where we found out whether or not we won the awards that we were nominated for. Oh, did you win? I did not. Oh. And I was okay with that because when they told me, I went, oh, is that today? (laughs) 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 Goes to show you how much the award really meant to me. Yeah it's nice and everything and it was nice to be acknowledged but at the same time like whatever
0: yeah you win some you lose some
1: that's right whatever happens with with stuff like that at the end of the day you just I'm just going to go back and do my work
0: yeah and like I just I'm a real firm believer and if it's going to happen it's going to happen and it, exactly. there's going to be a reason as to why you didn't get it and oh yeah. side note so my husband got a new job Uh, I can't remember if I told you that. No, and so he got a new job, same position, Mm -hmm. more money, different club. And I, yeah, ching ching. I was, I see a psychic who's a friend of mine, and probably about. It would have been before the surgery. I saw her, so it's right before the surgery, and. I stumbled. I was looking for something in my phone, and I stumbled across the recording that I had of the session. And I'm like, "What is this?" And I sort of scrolled through to, like, say three quarters of the way to listen to what it was. And she's like, "Oh, I'm hearing about your husband and his and his job." And I'm hearing 18 months. And I go, "Hold on a second, Sent my husband a message, and I'm like, "How long have you been at your current work?" Can he use 18 months? I'm like. Spooky. spooky spooky i was like how how weird is it that one i fast forwarded it to that exact moment that we were talking about him right. and two it was a, it's like 18 months on the dot like it's that he's moving yeah. to this new job um so see it was meant to happen mhm it's meant to happen
1: i went to a psychic once mm-hmm. she was fucking useless
0: no, my, so the psychic that I see, her name is Katrina Kavanagh and she lives locally and she's a, actually a friend of my mom's. Um, she mm-hmm. put me on to her and she's so, she's actually a psychologist and I've seen her twice. Um, And the first time, cause I was having real vibes of my, my grandfather being around a lot. Like mm-hmm. I would get really sad cause I don't know, I could just feel him. Yep. Especially when I'm with the boys. Like he seems to want to hang out with the boys a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I went and saw her the first time, she was like, Oh, he's saying something about pancakes. And I'm like, Oh my God, I offered my son pancakes this morning. No, he no, sorry, my son asked me for pancakes this morning and I didn't have the ingredients, so I couldn't make them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh God, that's creepy that she can do that. And he was telling me, like she told he he told her, like what I'm doing for a job and all this other stuff that there's no way that she could have known at all. Um, And then the second time I saw her, it was right before the surgery. So I was just going to ask her, I was just asking like, you know, how's the surgery going to go? And she's like, no, everything will be fine. You'll be really happy with it so far. She's not wrong. And we were mostly talking about uh, my husband at the time my husband now about his work and what he should do and and he was going for like a promotion sort of and she's like I'm not seeing a no but I'm seeing sort of like a, a cross and it's like it's, she's like I'm seeing a cross and then the cross stops this way so she's like it's not a no but it's not a yes and which is exactly what he got in when he he got turned down for the job but they didn't hire anyone for the job and thank god he didn't get the job because it would have been a nightmare logistically but yeah so she's very good and maybe next season we can actually have her on because she's very interesting anyway yeah. day greg yeah this week's food update have we tried anything new
1: i have not huh. i have not i have kind of been playing it safe all week
0: because
1: mm-hmm. i had that week and a half ish where i wasn't really where my stomach was just blah yeah So I've been playing it very, very safe. I've been living vicariously through cooking on YouTube Mm. and cooking shows and things because if I can't eat it, I might as well watch somebody else eat it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I got into a conversation at work the other day about all of the things that I miss (laughs) that I can't have. (laughs) And that just went down into a depressive rabbit hole. (laughs) Because I was like, so you, what can you have? And I started listing some stuff and they're like, what can't you have that you really want? And you know what the first thing that popped into my mind was, was battered oh. sav.
0: Uh, see, I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of that prior.
1: Chico roll.
0: You could probably have a chico roll. It's, it's deep fried. You can still have it. Just have a little bit. I just like the end bits. Or too. you can actually just buy them and not deep fry it and just cook it in the air fryer.
1: True story. That would actually probably be a little bit better and I could share it with my missus because yeah. like, it's just that cabbage and barley and stuff in it. Oh, um, it it's just corn. No, it's cabbage and barley.
0: Oh, huh. maybe I just... No, oh, okay, I'm thinking of corn fritters. Never mind.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, so the battered salve, the old Chico roll, uh six scallops for a dollar it was like it was basically a fish fish takeaway <laughs> shop menu <laughs> I think
0: that I miss the most is probably burgers like just having just a big juicy burger.
1: I mean I tried it the other like last week yeah and I did okay but like I actually miss a takeaway shop burger. Yes yes like the takeaway shop hamburger Mm. With the shredded lettuce and the cooked onion and the roll, the 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 beef and the roll, and the beetroot.
0: See, I'm not a fan of beetroot. I'm such I don't, a picky eater for someone who is fat. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't I get it. Yeah, well, I, was, I was the same though. Yeah. Um, and and the cheese. I want I want that kind of a burger.
0: Yeah, I think I just like the, the convenience of it though. Like, I think so
1: too.
0: Like, I, like now going to a restaurant, you got to. Free sort of look at what's on the menu
1: before you and, even leave the house
0: yeah um and mm-hmm. I think that's what I miss the most but it's sort of with inflation has sort of stopped us from because when we get takeaway now I don't eat the takeaway so it's relatively cheap
1: yeah but see the thing is now we've got the great potato shortage happening oh lucky I didn't put any potatoes in my meal plan this week Ugh. But this is going to be going on to Christmas because of all the flooding and everything, especially in places like Tasmania where I'm going, it's a good thing that we don't do, I don't really do the potatoes anymore because that would kill me, not being I did, able to have a taties.
0: I just, did, I just did our shop at Aldi, So, but we're set for the week. And if, you know, if we have to remove potatoes from our diet, then that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's totally fine.
1: So I missed the burger. Uh, The six scallops for a dollar. or I think it's like six scallops for $3 now. They've gone up. Scallops, potato cakes, whatever you want to call them. See, they're going to be gone from the takeaway shops too. Mm -hmm. And so is the hot chippies. Like there was nothing better than fish and chip shop hot chippies, the thick ones that were kind of because I like my hot chippies soggy, but I like them even more soggy with vinegar on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of got into that. Someone put me onto the vinegar, but I'm always a chicken Chicken salt. Oh, mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. my chicken salt. Uh, mm-hmm. I so- am back on chicken. Oh, well done. Welcome back. Particularly, I've just been getting the roast chickens from Woolies and just breaking it up. I'm not super into the wings and the drumsticks. I just want the breast part of it, really. So, so I've just been having that, and I bought a little Asian salad from Aldi today. It has the crunchy noodles and the dressing. I think mm-hmm. it's just hoisin sauce. I have a feeling it's just hoisin sauce, the dressing. Mm-hmm. Delicious. That's what I had. I just broke up some chicken in it. I still have in my steak with washi sister sauce, and yeah, that's there's nothing really new. I'd be just, I just d- I did have a chocolate chip muffin, but it was only a little one. Um, Didn't have any
1: adverse effects.
0: Just been having uh, a little bit. I just
1: remembered. Yes. I had uh, some uh, jen and berries ice cream. We call it jen and berries in our house. Yeah. Okay. I had some jen and berries, and um, I'd never actually tried uh, this one in particular. Like I've tried Ben and Jerry's, obviously, and their banana one, the monkey magic or whatever it's called. Fuck I can't
0: love it. Not but, an ice cream um, person.
1: Well, I, this is only like the equivalent of like maybe one scoop. Mm. And I had the fish food one. I had like a little bit of marshmallow and caramel and chocolate bits in it. And it was nice. It was really good. And it kind of settled me down a little bit because I've been feeling very warm this week. So it kind of, it cooled me down. It brought down the temperature of me and the room. Nice, yep. Yeah. So that was probably the only new thing that I've eaten. But I haven't, we had ice cream when I went to, when we went to Melbourne, but it's not the same. It's not gin and berries. No. No. I can't remember the name of the banana one. Chunky Monkey. It's called Chunky Monkey. Okay. It's the best. It's the best one there. It's so good.
0: Yeah.
1: Love it. Well, you don't have to be. It's more for me. Yeah. Even though I can't um, eat a
0: lot of it, it's more for me. I was more of a gelato person anyway. Uh, the whole, the whole, oh, no, sorry, sorbet. Sorry. Oh, I was more, because I don't, I don't really do dairy.
1: Mm, sorbet slightly frozen
0: orange juice or is the french call it sorbet sorbet I sorbet i have been taking my vitamins well done to you i literally just took them about 10 minutes ago because i've forgotten that i didn't take them today but and i have been adding protein and collagen into my morning coffee and it has seemed to have stopped the loss. <laughs> so i've had that for about two weeks now I think and it seemed to us I don't every time I brush my hair it doesn't look like someone's just ripped out chunks and tried to make a wig. That's good. Say I told you the nice. collagen. Actually I want to go first with bursting my pancreas because I found something and I had something else and then I was watching the project. <coughs> shush and I was watching the project and it really like I thought all my internal organs were going to come out my butthole. Just how mad good. it made me do it so because i love drag queens mm-hmm. and the homosexuals in general mm-hmm. i am sick to death of people assuming that if you're a drag queen you are grooming children i we just touched wanna... on this
1: with the fabulous wonder mama we
0: did but that mm. came up today well not today but it came up this week in parliament where in co- parliament in parliament where Courtney Ooh. Act was on play school reading a children's Yeah, book. which is fine. They brought it up in Parliament with a photo oh. of her saying and asking the question, why are we grooming our children? <gasps> this in Parliament. In Parliament. The ABC spokesperson oh. or whatever, one of them, I think it was the female one that shut them down, was like, No. Let me, and even I looked up the definition of grooming. This is the definition of grooming. Grooming is when someone builds a relationship, trust, and emotional connection with a child or young person so they can manipulate, exploit, and abuse them. Children and young people who are groomed can be sexually abused, exploited, or trafficked. That is the definition of grooming. At what point is a drag queen reading a
1: story to children grooming? Well, it's not, because what difference does it make between a drag queen and a cisgender person? Not even that. Like a, a man reading a story to
0: children. Exactly, exactly. What, what is, why, and uh, it happens, and I get it. Well, I don't get it, but I, it happens that they associate why homosexuals or, you know, whoever wants drag, to dress up yeah. in drag is because they want to get close to children? Why do, Why is that association there? It just does not even make sense. What, because they're dressing up as Miss Doubtfire and Miss Doubtfire was a nanny?
1: And a beloved movie that no one ever says anything about no. in the negative. Not at all. None. Because they just go, oh, it's just a father who wants to be near his children. Exactly. Well, you know, this is somebody who we're talking about a drag queen who's trying to break down these stereotypical fucking bullshit barriers where homophobic, transphobic, all of these other people think that the life that they live and that I live is wrong. And all we want to do is show everybody that we are just like everybody else. That's all we are. We're not grooming anybody. We're not doing anything like that. We are showing people that it doesn't matter your size, your weight, your gender, your orientation or anything like that. We are all the same people. I guarantee you these fuckwits in parliament who are saying all of this bullshit, don't bother to ask if they're in a serious car accident and they need a blood transfusion, who the fucking blood came from. They don't give two shits. They only give a shit when it comes to something like an innocent thing of a drag queen reading a fucking story to a fucking kid.
0: It's You've so burst stupid.
1: The pancreas. I know. I'm, I'm not even going to bother with my fucking pancreas. We're on this now because this is fucking bullshit. And what makes it even worse is the fact that it was done in Parliament because the ABC is a government owned entity. This is legalized homophobia. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous and it, it is wrong. And anybody who supports the fact that a drag queen is grooming a child, fucking come at me and fucking tell me to my face because I guarantee you there'll be two hits, mate. Me hitting you and you hitting the floor. It's as simple as that. There is nothing wrong with me and there is nothing wrong with you. And when a woman puts on makeup in the morning, she's putting on drag. When a man, a cis heterosexual man goes on television and they fluff him up a little bit with a little bit of foundation so he's not so shiny, guess what? He's putting on drag. All of these people, you and me, we are all putting on drag. Anytime we put in this, it's your clothing on us. We are putting on drag. We are all the same. It doesn't matter the orientation because if this person, if, if Courtney Act was just a homosexual male ring to the children, I bet this would not have happened. They would have went, oh, okay, we're all kumbaya and we're trying to get it done. Right? I'm, pretty to- sure,
0: I'm pretty sure there was lesbians on play school and there was a whole huge ruffle about that too
1: if you want a blood transfusion because you're having emergency surgery, I can guarantee you while you're going under the knife, you're not asking who that blood came from. You're not. When you're driving on our roads, you don't ask, did the gay people pay taxes or did the drag Queens pay taxes or anything like that? You don't do that. You just drive on the fucking road because at the end of the day, you are no different than me and I am no different than you.
0: My whole thing is, is if I'm at Subway, and the guy in front of me orders something different, and we're going to get fucking mad at him because right. he's not ordering the same. Who gives a fuck what other people want to do? My issue is is stop associating drag queens with grooming. They are two Absolutely. separate things. It infuriates me.
1: Nobody said anything about John Travolta in the airspray, dressing no. up in drag, and you know, and and having a sing song and all and and, and whatever and. You know, it's basically a family movie and all of that. No one says anything about that. Why? Because the person who is actually dressing up in drag, John Travolta, Mm -hmm. is quote, unquote, heterosexual. So there mustn't be anything wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Robin Williams dressing up as Mrs. Doubtfire because he's heterosexual. I say this to a lot of anybody who comes at me for my gayness or whatever it is. You want to start pointing the morality compass at people Cause I don't care what you do behind a bedroom door, but you give a shit about what I do behind a bedroom door. If you're thinking about my sexual activity, there is something wrong with you buddy. And this goes to all of those fucking people in parliament who just want to associate drag with bad people. Because everybody knows that the vast majority of kitty fiddlers are heterosexual males mm-hmm. who are grooming on the internet, And they are grooming when they meet them, when they're famous, and these kids are their fans and all of that. It's not Courtney Act, and it's not Nina West, and it's not Mrs. Kasha Davis, and it's not all of these people who are just trying to include children, especially children who feel different about themselves. They're trying to include them into the family, into any kind of a family, into a global family or whatever it is. Like you, Australian Parliament, you.
0: I was just like watching it. My mouth was like open. I was just like, I can't believe that these people who are supposed to be educated, educated to be in politics. You are don't need a so... university
1: degree to be a politician.
0: No, you You're don't. You're
1: not educated. Fucking Pauline ed- Hanson. That fucking dirty scrag. <laughs> oh, this has made me so mad.
0: So yeah, I did have something else, but that this week really irritated me because I was listening to Brenda Call Me. Yep. I've started that podcast now. Started it. Oh, from, finally. From the beginning. Well, I don't have much time, but now that I've got a little bit more time, I can sure. now listen to podcasts. Yeah, she mentioned that she was on Play School. Play school. And then yeah, the next couple of days I saw that on the project and I was just like,
1: what the date. They- but see, the thing is, I mean, even Courtney Act knew because I, I, I read it somewhere uh, about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Even Courtney Act knew that this could possibly spark controversy oh
0: 100 and even the drag queens like she's not the this is the one that's been sort of televised i believe but there's Mm -hmm. drag queens all over the country that go to libraries and read to kids and they get backlash fabulous wonder mama exactly she wasn't even near a kid (laughs) they still told her that she was grooming
1: what exactly she was just on a kid's show exactly like But um, Nina West went through something very similar because Nina West has a book out and she used to read to kids and she went through something similar as well. Mm. And Mrs. Kasha Davis, when pandemic really hit, was doing it uh, via Zoom or whatever it was and and was reading um, kids' stories uh, once a week. And the same thing happened. The same thing happened. It's just... It's not, it's not right. Like these people, they, they're they entertainers. They're artists. And the ones that proving? I feel
0: sorry for is the kids. Because yes. if my son turned around and said, you know, I want to, I want to dress up as a lady. I'm like, go for it. You yeah. be you do what you need to do. And some kids don't have that. Don't have someone in their life that would be like, I will support you no matter what, because they're hiding behind their religion or beliefs or fucking fuck off, whatever. You hi- they're hiding behind that. And that's why they can't love you or love what you do. And I feel sorry for that kid that would be able to relate to Courtney being like, Yeah, that's what I want to do. And then they go and ahead and give her this name of being of grooming children. And they immediately associate that with something bad.
1: It sits there it makes you think as far advanced as we have become since the Marriage Equality Act came in in 2017, we're still so far behind. Like we saw it this week with the US elections. We saw, you know, we see it whenever there's homophobic comments. I don't, I don't go out to hurt people. I don't want to hurt people. Why do people want to hurt me? Why do people want to hurt my chosen family? Why do they want to be like that? Why do, why do people want to go out and intentionally hurt innocent people who are just trying to spread uh, tolerance and acceptance, which is what it is, you know? And they're showing, you know, that little four or five-year-old boy or girl who can't or six or seven year old or however old, you know, who they they see their friends at school and I did it when I was at school too. Um, you know, have the pretend weddings on the, in in the, in the, um, in the quad at lunch mm. and recess and all of that. And, you know, that, that poor little kids off to the side going, why does this is not for me? Why? Yeah. You know, they turn on the play school, which when I was going to um, infant school, uh, every Tuesday morning, we would um, pack into a classroom and we would watch play school. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's a man or depends on the pronouns. But it's yeah. just, it's somebody who is dressing up with lovely clothing on and lovely makeup and all they're doing is reading from a book. They're not reading from a Bible. Which they're just reading from a book.
0: Men have done since the start of time. Exactly. Who, they have worn dresses. They Women weren't allowed in theatre, so the men did the women parts. That's drag. That's where it came
1: from. Shakespeare, dressed as a girl.
0: Yeah. yeah. So- yeah like what people don't seem to realize is that men used to wear makeup and wigs, you know, where you know, where they're saying not that long ago, you know, where they're saying big wig came from. Like if you call someone a big wig mm. is because if you were a big wig, you had a great wig. Why? Because you were rich, but you had syphilis. So you would lose your hair. <laughs> That's actually where it came from. So yeah. The bigger the wig, the more money you had. But generally by the age of 21, 22, you were going bald because you had syphilis. True story. So anyway, that's what was bursting my pancreas this week.
1: It just burst mine. I'm not even bothering. Okay. (laughs) I'm not not even bothering with mine because this has just made me absolutely ropeable. And what makes it, I guarantee they're those little shitty parties that get voted in the Senate and stuff. The shooting, fucking party, and all that bullshit. Because one of one of our greatest politicians currently, Penny Wong, is gay. Mm-hmm. Those little things where they bring up that you just—it's like a, a a little pain in the heart. Going, I'm I'm still not equal. We're still not like, equal.
0: I don't. I'm not one to try and be offended for anyone. Mm. Like I. Ugh. I don't like the people that are like, well, if I have a problem with it, you should have a problem with it. But when something is happening or being said like that, that is so wrong, I can't help but say how I feel about it. And I I don't put myself in their shoes because I'm not a drag queen. I can't relate. I haven't been called a child, a child groomer. But I, I imagine if I was to be called that, it would be heartbreaking, I think. Mm.
1: Yeah. And most drag queens don't give two shits about kids anyway. They're an inconvenience <laughs> and they get in the way and, you know, they can't be, you know, their they're normal selves. when Courtney when oh, was saying
0: around. in Brenda Call Me, she was saying, I had a small glimmer of wanting kids when I did this segment on Play School and that disappeared real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just... It goes into i was I was telling somebody this the other week, and I might as well tell you. Mm-hmm. so my local pool, which is closing down for renovations, my membership's been cancelled on the eighteenth, so I have to go to the place across the road. Right. We were talking, and uh, I, I I actually got on really well with one of the lifeguards that's there. he's pretty cool, so I finish my my swim and i I shower and get ready for work at the pool, but I always go into the handicap toilets and I know that I'm not supposed to, but there's a reason. And as soon as I told the lifeguard this, he was like completely understand because he was walking out with me and I started walking and he goes, that's the handicap toilet. And I said to him, I said, mate, he goes, yeah. And I said, I'm gay. And he went, yep. And I said, and it's obvious that I'm gay. Anyway, yeah, and I said the last thing I need, considering that there are netball courts and all of that are, you know, um, gym places, and and obviously with the netball courts, there are young kids there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they they train in the morning, and or they the bas- the school kids basketball come in and um, train, and then they get changed for school. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said the last place that I want to be found is in a women's change room with young girls who can clearly see that I'm gay. And if one of them's homophobic, I'm at the cop shop. Like, I don't, so it's easier for me to just go into the handy, there's two handicapped toilets there, showers there. There's not one, there's two. Mm -hmm. Um, And also
0: you don't, even if, you know, Even if it was just a bad experience, even if you just went in there and you got some looks, you don't want to associate the place that you enjoy going to to be a shitty place because I guarantee you that you would have gone somewhere and had a shitty experience and then when you went there the second time, you're like, oh, like I had a shit time there last time.
1: Like, Do you know how uncomfortable it is to go to a department store to buy a bra Mm. when you look like this? You get strange looks, uh, comments. Uh, What's that pervert doing in here? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I've literally turned around. I'm going, I'm getting a bra for my fucking tits. What does it look like I'm doing here? (laughs) You know, I just, and maybe it's a misunderstanding because sometimes people associate overweight people with just being male for some reason. I don't know. And I'm not that androgynous looking. I don't ever want to be accused of anything.
0: No, and that's, that's, it sucks.
1: But at the same, exactly. Because that's what you have to think. I shouldn't have to think that way. Yeah. But that's what, that's what happens because people think that homosexual people are an abomination and you know what, we probably are, but no more than you Mm -hmm. and no more than people who have children out of wedlock. You know, these are, these are the struggles. I remember saying one, something once to someone he noticed that my wife and I, we hold hands, but not all the time. And I, when, when we're out in public, and I said to him, I said, sometimes you have to pick where you do it. There are particular suburbs where you can't be seen holding your wife as much as you would love to. You can't be seen doing it because you know what? You may end up around the corner with like, with like five dudes who want to show you what it's like to have a real man. Mm-hmm. And I know we're getting really, really serious, but these are the things that happen. And this is, you know, people who, who, who don't understand, I'm trying to put it into the simplest terms for you. I can't hold my wife's hand in some public places. And it's sometimes you get caught unawares because you think everything's okay. You hold your wife's hand and people will be walking past going (laughs) fucking Lizzo's or someone will be tooting the horn or whatever it is. It's the, the simple things that people take for granted, which are the things that it, they mean so much to us because we can't take them for granted. Yeah. And a drag queen reading a book on TV is not grooming. So sorry, Courtney, that you have to go through this kind of shit. And I understand that when you, you put yourself out there in public like that, it can be polarizing. I wonder if anybody would question if Dame Edna Everidge was doing it. Let's just say it wasn't Courtney Act and it was Dame Edna. Mm. No one would have thought anything of it. Why? Because the person who is dressing up as Dame Edna could be heterosexual, could not be heterosexual. Most people think that he is heterosexual, then therefore they don't believe that there's anything wrong with it. A lot of people thought that Rolf Harris was a good guy and look what happened. Harris. He was grooming kids and stuff, and he was singing like songs that appealed to children. He was actually grooming, and mm. he, was, he wasn't doing it with a wig and makeup or anything like that. He was doing it out in the open, but because everybody loved him, obviously people a, didn't, some people didn't know, and some people didn't understand what was going on, but they didn't, think, they didn't think there was anything wrong with him. And Courtney act is just I'm not sure if Courtney act is non-binary. I can't remember.
0: Um, I do know this because I was listening to a podcast. I believe she just identifies as queer.
1: Okay. So it's just a queer person in a wig wearing some girl clothes and some makeup reading a book. Well, if I was on play school, because I'm a jeans and T-shirt girl and a pair of runners, so if I go on there without makeup and I go in there with my jeans, T-shirt and runners and, and I start reading a book on, on national television, am I grooming? No. So it's no different. Fuck you, Australian Parliament. We need to find out who these people are and make sure that they don't get voted in. But they were like that one nation or Clive Palmer party.
0: I can't remember. I'll find the clip. All right. We need to move on. Yeah. So we've got so busy, D. So do you want to go first with the review or do you want me to go first? Um,
1: I can go first. Okay. So go you one. got me to review the movie Paul. Yes. P A U L with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and a pleasant cast, very pleasant cast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the premise is that two geeky types go to the San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate actor Jeffrey Tambor made me laugh. <laughs> when they, when they meet the, that, cause he's the famous author
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they, they leave and then they take their version of the selfie where he's like 25 million feet behind them. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple come up and go, can we have your autograph? And he goes, did you buy the book? And they go, no, he goes, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so they, 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 they're on their, um, Big trip to the US where they go to San Diego Comic-Con and then they're going to go RVing through the United States. And what happens is they come across an alien by the name of Paul. Now, the beginning of the movie starts shows a spaceship crashing on a dog named Paul. So that's how the alien got the name. And that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a laughy bit. They get Paul, who is voiced by Seth Rogen, picked the voice straight away. Mm Mm-hmm. Soon as Paul opened his mouth, I went, Seth Rogen. I actually don't mind some of the movies that he's in, but I actually don't like him because he always sounds like he needs a good cough.
0: Yeah. I'm not a huge fan, but I'll still watch his movies. It's very confusing.
1: Right. But he always sounds like he needs a good cough. Get that little phlegmy crap from the back of his neck. It's probably from smoking all that pot. Yeah, definitely. One of the men in black just happens to be Jason Bateman. (laughs) Who I love and he is answerable to the big guy whose voice I picked straight away as soon as she spoke I went my god it's fucking Sigourney Weaver (laughs) as soon as I saw Jason Bateman I was like okay and then like Sigourney Weaver and I went Jesus Christ this is like a British movie and they've got Jason Bateman and Sigourney Weaver so one of the other surprises was when they go to the bar or the takeaway shop they, in the alien place mm-hmm. and the bartender is Jane Lynch. Paul is taking them somewhere that he needs to go because he's basically he's basically kidnapped them. They end up in an RV park. Simon Pegg's character falls in love with the young girl who's working there, who's played by Kristen Fucking Wig. And so uh, she's the daughter of a God-bothering, evangelical ass wick of a father. So they're, they're basically on the run. And uh, so she takes off with them. Paul has healing power. Oh, the healing power where the, the bird hits the um, windscreen and dies and Paul brings it back to life only to eat it because he doesn't like to eat dead bird. <laughs> that made me laugh. They're being chased. There's a couple of other um, government agents. Uh, one of them's is Bill Hader. Uh, Jason Bateman is in constant pursuit of them. Paul has been on Earth for 60 years and he's basically trying to get back to where he has to go to get the space trip off the home. They stop in a town and they're in a comic book shop and Paul pretends to be a statue in the comic book st- shop when one of the stupid secret agent type people walk in. And then the secret agent starts touching him and then grabs him in the crotch and he's like, get me off my dick, or whatever it is. <laughs> they're being chased and then they end up going to the house of the girl from the beginning of the movie where the dog died. So we're talking like 60 years down the track and they knock on the door and somebody eventually opens the door and it's Blythe Danner, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. Okay. So they parked the RV a little bit further away. And then like the next bit, I realized probably why they did it. They parked the RV away. And so the agents find out that they're there. Uh, Blythe is going to make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or whatever it is and puts the stove on. And so when they realize that the, um, the men in black are there, they, they run and go to leave. And one of the agents tries to shoot them, but the gas is still on. And so when he shoots it, the whole house blows up. So it's just as well, the RV isn't there. Jason Bateman is still in pursuit. Um, he's coming off as this cold-hearted arsehole who just wants to kill the alien. That's what he comes off as. And then they finally uh, get to where they need to go for the mothership to come down to get him. And then you actually find out that Jason Bateman is a friend of Paul. And he um, introduced him to his wife. So Sigourney Weaver's character is like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. So she gets out of the helicopter, tries to shoot people. The dad, who has also been in pursuit the whole time uh, to try and get his daughter back, actually shoots Simon Pegg's character. Paul puts the healing hands on. Reach out for those healing hands. Puts the healing hands on Paul. uh, uh, Sorry, on his character, Clive. Graham 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 is a character and he um he brings him back to life him and Kristen Wig have a little bit of a kissy poo because that's everything uh Sigourney Weaver's like nice try fellas but I'm still gonna shoot you and then as she goes to shoot the stairs from the the spaceship aircraft crusher so Paul's like, I've got to go now. It's been great. Um, I, I love you all. I miss, I'll miss. i miss you. Didn't say that, but that's the sentiment. Uh, but as he's, he walks past Blyth Dana and he turns around and she says something to him. I can't remember what it is. And he goes, no, 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 no. You're coming with me. I took away your life. Now I'm going to give you a new one. So he gets in and the spaceship takes off and everyone lives happily ever after. And then you find out that, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost characters become because they were, one was a writer and one was an artist, and then they go to San Diego Comic-Con two years later and you find out that they've written this really great book called Paul. Oh. I'm going to give you my rating now. Okay. I'm giving it five slices of toast. <gasps> I fucking loved it. It was I? such a good movie. Because you know what, there was nothing really anything untoward. The running joke of them being a gay couple through the thing made me chuckle a bit. <laughs> there was an FAG word, which I wasn't really, but you know, it was 2011. It was before cancel culture. As much as you would like to cancel somebody for doing that, those words were accepted way back when, and there you you could. You can't pick everybody and, and get rid of them for things like that because otherwise we'd have no movies to watch from the past. Yeah. But I, I really, really loved it. The cast was great. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together are, are fantastic, plain and simple. Sigourney Weaver was good. Jason Bateman was good. Blythe Danner was good. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor, even though he's actually an asshole in real life, like he had another little bit at the end. Uh, Jane Lynch came back and was trying to hit on Kristen Wiig's character while they were <laughs> at San Diego Comic Con. Five slices of toast. I thought it was very good. I have every intention of watching it again. I'm actually going to recommend it to people. It was so good. It's good. Yeah. So I got you to watch Working Girl.
0: Yes, Working Girl, 1988.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the first thing that pops up is obviously the cast. You know, they, they do that, like generally in older movies, like where they pop the cast up at the front as they're spanning over the landscape of wherever they're filming at. Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford, Sigourney Sigourney Weaver, again, John Cusack, Melanie Griffith, Alec Baldwin and Kevin Spussy. All great cast. I was in. I was was invested at the start. Mm -hmm. The only thing I could say is the hair. At what point did we ever think that hair was okay? I I don't understand. In the 80s. In the 80s. So, premise is she works as a secretary in the stock market. I want to say something to do with banking. Yep. Um, her name's Tessie, uh, Melanie Griffith's character's name is Tessie, and she wants to be taken seriously, but she's so soft spoken. Mm-hmm. She just does not raise her voice. So, mm-hmm. her boss sets her up for a job with it, but it's just a guy who wants to bang, which is Kevin Spacey's character. He's in it for about two minutes. Thank God. She puts on the screen that her boss is a sleazy pimp with a tiny D and she gets transferred to the great Sigourney Weaver's office of Catherine Parker. She starts working for Catherine. Catherine's like, you know, it's you and me, it's girls. We've got to support each other. Woo-hoo. And then she comes home. Her boyfriend's cheating on her. She finds out that before that, sorry, she finds out that Catherine stole her idea. Oh, sorry. I missed a point. So Sigourney Weaver or Catherine breaks her leg in aspen or whatever so she's gonna be germany germany Germany.
1: skiing yeah
0: so tessa has to take over and that's when she finds out that's like she took a catherine took her idea anyway so then she meets the dreamy harrison ford which who i picked to be catherine's partner before it was revealed i already picked that so when catherine gets back turns out she wasn't trying to steal her idea sort of not really and he was going to break up with catherine anyway Mm -hmm. Tessie doesn't tell him she was Catherine's assistant. They say, I love you very fast. It was Mm -hmm. very fast. Um, They have a board meeting as Catherine works it out that, you know, Tessie stole her boyfriend and her job and blah, 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 blah. And then all the the whole truth comes out and she's like, it was my idea, not Tess's. And Tess has to prove that it was her idea, which she does. And then they offer her a job and there she gets her own little corner office. And that's when the famous line of, I only want you to get me coffee when you're getting yourself coffee came from. I liked, what was it? I have a head for business and a bod for sin. Mm -hmm. Like what? (laughs) Like, weren't you supposed to be taking seriously? Anyway, whatever. Liked the movie. Mm -hmm. I was invested. Mm -hmm. And don't have much more to say about it it didn't have like many little one-liners I didn't really feel I just like the oh, story
1: Joan Cusack's when when she's trying to tell her to stop pretending to be something that she's not she, when she says to her she goes, just because I dance around in my underwear in my living room doesn't make me Madonna never has <laughs> don't remember that part yeah.
0: basically I rated this movie about 10 minutes in and I gave it four toasts and I stuck with that so I actually really liked it. I think the Ooh. hair, the hair lost a toast, but other than that, I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was that's pretty much my little spiel on that one. It's still a good movie. It holds up. I liked it. Yeah, it annoyed me that she was very soft spoken. Like even when she got the job, she was still soft spoken. <laughs>
1: Um, she's like that. In, she's like yeah i know
0: i know i know and i think that's what annoys me but anyway what have you got for me next week
1: i have the 1980 sci-fi roller skating classic that is xanadu
0: i knew this day was coming
1: xanadu. rest in peace olivia newton john oh yeah i forgot she died <laughs> gone too soon girl my movie
0: for you is the 90s. T- no, I don't even know when it was made. Old school with Will Ferrell and other people in it too that I don't remember. Old school. Old school. Oldie okay. school. Okay. And that brings us to Ding Ding, subject change, fruit pulse, rag race, you got The drag part of the pageant. The acting challenges, I kind of feel like I don't want to watch them. (laughs) I I don't know. They're just not my thing on RuPaul's and they're not my segment. I don't like it. I like it when they incorporate celebrities, like when they
1: had Mm -hmm. fortune. And Cheyenne Jackson.
0: Yeah, that was hilarious. But, yeah, this one, I couldn't even remember who played what
1: or what it was about. It was basically Squid Games meets Big Brother. Because Cheddar won last week. Yeah. She got to assign the roles. Correct, yes. Yes. Some of it was funny-ish. Some of it not so much. I'm going to say this. I don't think anyone did an overly bad job Mm -hmm. at all. I don't think that. I'm even giving it to Black Pepper. Like, it wasn't like it was overly bad. It just it wasn't great.
0: Well, did you watch last week's episode for Quality Assurance? I did. Did I I call them bottom two? I can't remember. I think you did. I think I did. Because we're still with our top three at the moment, which we were still in top five because nobody went home. Nobody
1: went home, double save. (laughs) And I called it. My wife and I were watching it. So did I. And I said to her, you know what gave it away? When they both did the move uh, during the lip sync at the same time and the camera angles changed and they really went in on it. and mm. I, I turned around to my missus and I went, double save. You can just pick it.
0: I pick double save because, and I don't think it should be, because you know why? I fucking hate in lip syncs when someone walks in front of the other person and stands there. I don't care if you want to use the stage. That's fine. You can move around the stage, but don't deliberately stand in front of the other drag queen. Same with stripping. It's in line with that. I feel that it's desperate. Yeah. I don't like it. I think black pepper should have gone home because it's not a gymnastics challenge. It's a lip syncing challenge. Stop fucking dancing around on the stage.
1: I actually said to my wife, I'm really getting over all of the acrobatics that are going on in lip syncs now. Yeah. Yeah. At, because no one's given us, oh, Queen Kong gave us the side assault, but no one's ever really, no one's giving us anything new.
0: I'm happy with the big moves at the big moments of the songs, but.
1: But just other, not because yeah, but the, you can. But,
0: but the whole part of a lip sync is to engage with the song and dance to the theme of the song. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm happy yeah. with your death drops. You know, when the when the song really hits that you know <clears throat> meaty yeah. moment. Yeah, but like I just feel that you're dancing because you can't lip sync as well. It's like if they were doing the head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but they were still somersaulting. Like then, like I want to see you do head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and I want to see you lip sync to it really well. Like I want to yeah. see that you know what the song's about.
1: Yeah, it's like, um, what was it, All Star 7 when Raja and Jinx were lip-syncing against mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. They were just lip-syncing and moving to the music. And, you know, I thought it was glorious because they were just lip-syncing.
0: No one. They stripped. were showing
1: people that they knew the words to the song and that they mm-hmm. were enjoying themselves.
0: And no one, you know, stood in front of the other people.
1: Nope, no. they both stood on opposite sides, Yeah. stayed in there a little bit, Moved into the middle a little bit, kind of interplayed. I like it when they interplay.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, good. I,
1: I, I, but I don't, you're right, the crossing in front of each other to try and draw the attention of the judges from the other person. I'm sorry, that's a desperate act. You're out the door as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because, because what's happening is you're going, they're actually better than me, but if you can't see them mm. and you can only see me, you're going to keep me. And I don't, I, I don't like that at all. I feel it's
0: like a, like I'm trying to throw them off sort of thing. Like, and that's not good sportsmanship. Like it's, I don't think that that's, that's what it should be about.
1: Exactly. Uh, So the winner was Cheddar. Mm -hmm. Three in a row. Three in a row. We, a friend of mine, Zach, hi Zach. A friend of mine sent me a message going, have you watched it? And I said, yeah. And he said like three in a row and I, yeah, I know. Right. And he goes, no, one's ever done that before.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: No one's, no queen has ever done three wins in a row. Like if you're talking, if we're talking about the all-stars with Shangela and Ben de la Creme, Mm -hmm. right, they got into the top two, three times, three or four times in a row, Yeah, but they didn't win every single time. So it doesn't count. So what happens is when you actually look at the whole thing, Cheddar Gorgeous is the only drag queen, as far as we know, and if you want to correct me, please do so because, you know, I like to be educated, but Cheddar Gorgeous is the only one that's won three main challenges in a row.
0: And she can do no wrong. She can act. She can lip sync. She can comedy. She can do that runway. Yeah, where's her kryptonite? Slay that runway. I don't know.
1: Uh, but we agreed, as in Zach and I, mm-hmm. uh, we agreed, and I'm I'm sure you would agree too. Mm-hmm. Top two are definitely wow. going to be Danny and Cheddar. Yeah, it's that third spot. But how is Jombo still there with no repeater badge? How? What is RuPaul doing? If 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 you're not going to do Black Pepper because of the dancing in front of anybody, you go. Uh, we've actually seen Johnba's blonde lip sync more than anybody else. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, what, what what has she got to offer if she's con- consistently in the bottom?
0: I don't Is know. Is next
1: week going to be a double elimination to get to a top three? I don't know. The, the, something, you know, are, are they not even going to bother with a lip sync next week? They're just going to get to the end of the episode and RuPaul's going to go, I gave you an extra week, but you weren't really impressed if both of you fuck off out of my studio.
0: Like how many chances are they gonna get? I just I well, don't get it. How
1: many times are the, how many times John is lip synced about four times, three or four times, and so is Black Pepper. Yeah, you know you can't. There have been drag queens in the U.S. one that have been loved and revered, who lip syncs like three times, and they're like they lip sync for the third time. They've got to go. If you're consistently that bad, and we're not talking Spanky Jackson drag bad, if you're consistently that bad, why are you still on a competition show? Because if this was an equestrian event and the horse kept coming in last, <laughs> guess what? Horse is lame. It's getting Off put to the glue factory.
0: Get,
1: yeah. <laughs> So how is this any different? Is this to make up for the fact that RuPaul wasn't in last week's episode? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't get it. Um. So I can't remember what's happening with next week's episode, but it should be good. Like I'm still, I'm still in.
0: Yeah. So for our next week's episode, we're actually double filming. So we won't be watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, but we did watch the first Snatch Game that they ever had, which was on the season two of RuPaul. So we will be reviewing that one. So if you want to quickly do a review of that for next week's episode, uh, and then you can listen to our critiques of the first ever Snatch snatch
1: Game. So the local drag show is coming up every Wednesday from 7pm. Maxi Shield hosts the Big Fact Hunt trivia night at the King's Cross Hotel. Notice I don't have to slow down to say that now because if you actually say it fast, it comes out naughty. We're back at Ginger's at the Oxford every Friday from 9pm. Maxi Shield and Jackie St. Hyde at the Fatty and Skinny show. Also at Ginger's at the Oxford every Saturday night from 9pm. The Triple D's with Maxi Shield, Coco Jumbo and Jackie St. Hyde. We've also got Karen from Finance. We'll be at the factory Marrickville on the 24th of November from 8pm. Tickets are available on livenation.com.au. Celebrating their silver jubilee, we have Vanity and Maxi Shield at the Maxi Shield features quite a lot. Mm. Um, Maxi Shield at the Beresford upstairs, 4th of December. Tickets are available through ITD events. They'll also be at Chasers Nightclub in Melbourne on December 2nd and in Mary Poppins in Adelaide on December 3rd. And we've got a new thing. I found this out the other day and I'm actually, I think I want to go. So for World Pride, uh, Toronto Zoo are having a drag gala. It's end of February. I mean. The okay. So for World Pride, Toronto Zoo are having a drag gala with confirmed queens from RuPaul's Drag Race down under seasons one and two. So it's Karen from Finance, Kid Amin, Girl, Girls, Spanky Jackson, Coco Jumbo, Electra Shock, Hanaconda, Molly Poppins, plus... Mm. Carla from Bankstown, Hollywood Star and Space Horse. You can get those tickets on Mosh Ticks and you can actually just, its you can have a picnic experience where you just kind of sit on a rug or you can hire a chair, one of the chairs that you see at events that happen in parks, and you can just sit there and you're treated to a nice drag gala. Don't forget Hero Huggers by Rennie. Uh, just in time for Christmas, I actually saw on uh, Rennie's Insta the other day that for a very, very limited time only, you can actually get a percentage discount if you spend $35 or more And the Hero Huggers by Rennie, the great pillowcases that we have showed in previous episodes. If you're looking for something a little bit different, please uh, don't hesitate to go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy and get some fantastic uh, pillowcases that you can use as stocking stuffers. As I said, there is a percentage discount. And also while you're on Etsy, please go to the Fabulous Wonder Mamas page where you can get her books. The ones on Etsy are actually the autographs ones. It's the Fabulous Story of Wonder Mama, It's Okay to Be Me, The Fabulous Story of Wonder Mama and Parade Pandemonium. Please, these are great presents for kids. And considering the uh, parliamentary antics of our fucking politicians, get these books to prove politicians wrong, that these are not people who are grooming people. They're not grooming children. They're just creating stories and they're creating dialogue. So that's it for our episode today. Don't forget to press like and subscribe on YouTube. We yeah. can't shift it from 24. Please hit the like and subscribe button. We'd actually really, we, we want to get it to 25. And we want to get it to like
0: 25 million. That's we we want to get it to
1: 25 million, but the, let's be honest, it's probably not going to happen. Like 250 <gasps> million is probably better.
0: Yeah, that's better actually. Right. Okay. I said that, yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dragmeoutofficial. Uh, if you have a question, have a recommendation, you want to have a chat with us, you want, you're a drag queen and you want to reach out so we can have you on the podcast. Don't forget to slide into our DMs and we will see you for the next episode. That's us. Bye.